Hey you! Welcome to the podcast. Today I have a great interview with Debbie Hodge, which is a person that I know a lot of years from the time from scrapbooking. She now has a new business and I thought it was interesting. It's a business that we don't hear much a lot, but it has a huge community and many people are so creative use embroidery and she came to talk about that. And we talked a little bit about design and how that can help as well, no matter what you're doing and what you can accomplish with your uh, designs. So Debbie Hodge is a founder and chief product boss at thestitchstories.com, where she designs, produces, and sells embroidery kits. Debbie is also the owner of digital product business, teachwhatyoudo.com, and founder of thegetrescrapped.com, where she educated scrapbookers online for over a dozen years. So it was great to talk with Debbie. As I said, I know her a long years, and she's the nicest, uh, nicest person. And um, it's great to see a person so um, excited about the business. I also want to remind you that we have now a Patreon. So if you want to see the video of us showing her designs and talking about it, we have exclusive video of the Patreon. You can support the podcast and also have exclusive videos, uh, painting videos with real time and all other perks. And all can start with just a price of a coffee. So if you want to check that out, I'll put the link in the notes for the Patreon link. And I thank you. So I hope you enjoy the conversation I had with Debbie Hodge. Welcome to the Artistically You podcast, where mixed media art is a place for all. Here, we are going to talk about art as a mindful practice, connect with our creativity, and embrace curiosity. This is your host, mixed media artist, Jana Oliveira. Hey, Jana, how are you? Hi, Debbie. So good to be here with you. Oh my gosh, I was waiting for this day. I gave you guys an introduction about Debbie, but I know Debbie a lot of years, and although we never met in person, <laughs> which is great. That's right. But I feel like we have. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy how, and it, I mean, we are an example how the internet brings good things to your life, right? Then Debbie, I know her since the time of the scrapbooking days. I was on her team for, you know, on her website and um, which I love because it was a very welcoming website and we had digital scrapbookers and we had paper scrapbookers. Right. And I learned so much about design because of your website. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later. But right. you, like me, changed a lot. I had a business uh, teaching Photoshop. And you had the business uh, teaching people how to scrapbook. But about, especially more, I think, about composition, right? And how yeah. to do a good page, aesthetically, you know, pleasing. And the all that and and the storytelling yes and also storytelling yeah i learned a lot about the storytelling but then we are here today because you have this website that has been near and so now right yes it's been what a, a, a year, year and, and so year and a half right yeah, wow it goes so fast <laughs> i know doesn't it i started it during covid when i uh yeah um started embroidering and couldn't find designs that i liked and said "Ooh, i'm gonna make my own so Debbie, 
First of all, what I'm curious about when you decided to start this business is, did you did embroidery before? Uh, 30 years ago, when I was like 19, 20 years old, I used to do counted cross stitch. But I had never done hand embroidery, but I somehow thought I had because when I went to embroider during COVID, I didn't want to do counted cross stitch and I wanted to do like a sampler and I wanted to do some lazy daisies and some stem stitch and some fly stitch. I just wanted some variety. So mm -hmm. long, long, long ago, I embroidered. Yes. So tell us, let's, we, we kind of jump it off. Tell us, there were, you know, your business, first of all, where you speaking from? Uh, all right. I mean, I'm in New Hampshire where, uh, you know, up where the leaves have just fallen. So it's getting chilly. Uh, I live in a college town. My husband's a professor. I have sons who are in their early 20s. And um, yeah, we were all supposed to go on a cruise during COVID and it didn't happen. And so I, that weekend that we were supposed to cruise, March 14th, 2020, I was like, oh, let's try crafts and let's fly some kites and let's play some board games. And mm -hmm. so I bought a bunch of embroidery kits and that's where my passion for embroidery started. And I, it connects really well to, um, I couldn't find the designs I wanted and I had spent so much time doing scrapbooking mm -hmm. pages to me, even though it's round instead of square, it still feels right. like a similar format. You're still working mm -hmm. with motif and color true. and yeah. flow. But what did it spark you to say, okay, let's do this? <laughs> well, you know, I have this other business, Teach What You Do, where I teach people how to teach online. And that was just, um, you know, a big part of having a business is you got to create and you also have to market. And the marketing for that and the creating was, there wasn't a lot of work to do at that moment. I was just teaching people, just showing up twice a month, teaching live, answering in the group. So mm -hmm. I had time and I was also selling courses like hand over fist because mm -hmm. it was COVID and everybody wanted to learn how to teach online. So I actually had some extra capital and I had some extra time and um, my son didn't have an internship for the summer. My husband has some students who didn't have internships for the summer and my whole family was and I was like, well, maybe I should try and sell these. And they were like, yeah, let's let's just but just it's try. a whole a whole different ball game when you go to product selling yes. than just online courses and content, digital content. Right. Um, I had always sold digital product. Yes. And now I was selling a hard product. Um, and the other was thing that a, had, a lot of learning curve for you? It was somewhat, you know, Amy Kingsford is on my team. She's worked with me at Get a Scrap. She's worked with me at Teach What You Do. And she's worked with some product people. So she knew some about mm. Shopify. Um, I had these. Oh my gosh. You, she's I had amazing. My yeah, and Amy's amazing. So she was like, it'll be fine. And I think she had set her mm -hmm. template shop up with Shopify. I was really worried about actually physically mailing things. And that's what my son worked on in the summer is just, you know, which was simple, right? Get a printer mm -hmm. for the labels, get a scale, <laughs> mm -hmm. weigh the packages. It wasn't as complicated as I thought. Wow, but so, you you create the designs, right? When you yes. first launched, what surprised me about you, I said, I didn't know Debbie could draw this and had this all these designs in her mind <laughs> that was new to me. Well, um, I thought a lot about motifs I liked and a lot of my early designs, and sometimes still I'll use, um, uh, I'll, I'll use licensed art. I'll license it for mm -hmm. um, reproduction. So like... Um, you know, like this one on the canal, mm -hmm. I think I actually, I actually, um, 
purchased the the boat is a, is a mm-hmm. piece that I purchased. I think I might have drawn the canal. The houses I I purchased, but then I would always edit, right? So I would buy like an Adobe Illustrator file, and then I would mm-hmm. edit it up. So a lot of the do work you, for me is do you going, have that program that transforms your designs in Stitch? Uh, Stitch? No, because that program is so expensive. No, I don't do that because for me, it's sitting down and thinking, you know. So like these buildings were just drawn out, right, with squares. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, all right. How can we make it fun? So, I mean, I added the circle pane, the little lazy daisy panes, the mm-hmm. the fan lights, all the details. So for me, it's taking a basic empty shape and then thinking about how can I incorporate nine to 12 classic stitches? Because that's what was fun for me. I didn't want to do, so there's embroidery designs that are gorgeous and they're often outlines yeah. with a lot of white space, or they're often um, this thing called thread painting where you're filling in. Like, yes totally filling in mm-hmm. with different shades you know yeah. like you have four shades and of there red. is also this very i don't know i'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're very stitched knowledge i'm sorry i don't have knowledge but i've seen on etsy some that are almost covering everything with the thread right um, almost like it's just a line a straight line covering everything right so that's why i was like i want to do this thing i know i did as a child and I want it to be relaxing and I want to be able mm-hmm. to do, I want it to be also like a collage, like a lot of the designs, there's little pieces like this, um, no place, you know, like no place like home. You could spend the, you could, you could do the house one day yeah, and then you so, could work on the clouds. Yeah. For the ones listening, you can take a look later, but she's showing a, a design that no place like home. So it has the house and it has the mountains and it has the city at the, you know, at the end and it has the clouds. Very cute. So right, all each of those pieces you could just dip into. Mm-hmm. And I just, for me, it was less about having this piece to display or gift than it was mm-hmm. just having a really fun project. Yes. So, um, but then, so you mean that, for example, these flowers that they are like three, so you design, you, 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 you know, right. the ones I think that about, you don't buy, you just, you just one by one transform. All I buy, the only thing, let's see, the only, like here I bought the mountains and the cityscape. But the yeah, rest but they are—they look created. like stitched, right? So you you do they that. They do, but most things that I get are just shapes. And like like here's a new one I'm working on, and it's I did this all myself. I didn't buy anything. Oh, um, I love this because I love coffee. You love coffee. This one is yeah, so I can't, today with I can't a drink anymore, but coffee. I love I can't drink anymore. I got the oh, doctor so said no more. Yeah, he said, oh. but I love everything that has to do with coffee. <laughs> So, so for me, it's just always thinking about how can I have Love lots of this. stitches. So I thought, ooh, I can do some of the letters to be to use a chain stitch, and then I can use some of the and, letters I can use. And the patterns stitch. that you have, and what is she showing? She's showing like a coffee kettle, right? Coffee kettle, and it says each each day you start, start each day with, a, with, a, with grateful a grateful heart, heart and, and coffee. coffee. Oh, this is great to put in the kitchen. <laughs> Yeah. And but what I'm going to say is that around all this is almost reminds me doodles. Right. So it's supposed to be sort of like a doily or right, sort of like a coffee or sort of like a coffee filter. I've also mm-hmm. got sort of a sunburst coming up from the bottom. Yes. And there's a there's a to go cup in it. So I spend mm-hmm. a lot of time sketching it out. If I if I buy some of the art, it's only to buy a shape, like a basic shape. And I don't do it as much anymore. But mm-hmm. like with the buildings and on the canal, it was the outer shapes of the buildings. Yeah. 
And then um, I create all the things that go inside of it, um, like butterfly collage, which you love. I created all love, of that. I mean, I think I used a Photoshop butterfly shape, <laughs> but otherwise it's just using shapes. And I'm just, um, I'm thinking about the stitches that I can work with and how I can repeat them, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. star shapes or lazy daisies. So to me, it's always thinking about how can I render a scene with these 12 mm -hmm. classic stitches. So um, here in the podcast, I like to bring all kinds of art, all kinds of creators and emphasize a lot what whatever you do brings to you in terms of peace, relaxation, mindfulness. And the reason I wanted to invite you is because I bought one of your kids and it had a special story. You had a kid that has a wagon and had a little dog and that little dog I don't know if it's because the moment that I was going through, but that little dog reminded me of a beagle. It looked like a beagle was in that wagon. Yeah, and, and you had lost your dog. And I lost my beagle. And uh, to this day, still, um, I still get emotional because I miss him a lot, a lot. He was part of my life for 13 years all the time here when I'm penny on my food. Even when I go to the bathroom, he would go. Um, he was very dear to my heart. So I thought, oh, isn't it be nice to have that to remind me? But when I was doing it, it felt kind of, you know, I would remind him and I would stitch and it would relax me. I thought that was a good um, distressor out of, no, you are painting or think about business. Or, you know, as an artist, you always think about all those things. But then I felt stitching, I could sit on the sofa with my husband and like stitch and, you know. So this is my story about how it relaxed me. But tell yeah. people about, do you think the benefits that stitching um, does? Well, let me talk uh, first about stories, because you said that this connected you to your, your puppy that you had lost. Yeah. And so the company is called Stitched Stories. Yes. And... Every kit comes with a really comprehensive stitching guide. It's four pages. There's That's a lot true. of text in there. A lot and of information. And I talk in there. So each, each design has a story. And um, I invite people to think about it. has the potential for you to connect to your own stories. And those mm -hmm. could be stories of your past, right? Things that you remember, things that you think on. Yeah. It could be the stories that are going on right now in your life. And it could just be that this gives you the opportunity to think through whatever's going on now and just calm yourself. And it could also be a little bit aspirational. It could have you thinking about where you want to be. And mm -hmm. so, so every design, I feel um, in the stitching guide, I connect it to potential stories. Mm -hmm. And then as far as relaxing, it just is relaxing. It is. Um, because it's the repetitions in and out. And that's why these are also designed with the pattern is printed in color right to the fabric. Yes. There's no Very looking easy. at a diagram. There's no, mm -hmm. I mean, there is a diagram where I tell you which stitch I use and which color I use. But once you look at it and you're like, okay, I'm going to be stitching, you know, the background of this and I'm going to be using the, the, you the light You can also like the use other colors if you want. Absolutely. I diverged a little bit from the colors for sure. Most people do with that, with that dog one. <laughs> they, they, they render it to, to look at, look to like whatever dog, dog they want. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. But but if people are thinking, oh, I never embroidered in my life, is that is that hard? What do you think? Um, 
I don't think it's hard. I think some people are willing to put in the half hour, the hour to to master the just the feeling of putting a needle in and pulling it all the way through mm-hmm. and making sure that you pulled it all the way through and learning how to get the patience not to tangle it because right. um, the people I find who try this and don't like it, the UNH student who worked with us initially, who I adore her. She did incredible work for us writing articles. Um, so when the kits, I mean, we were just getting the kits out and I sent her some and she was just like, this is terrible. I hate it. And she was having a lot of problems with, um, she just wasn't pulling, I'm looking for one that I'm stitching on. She wasn't pulling the thread all the way through. So, um, you know, you're going to go down through and every time, every time you go through, you need to pull the thread all the way through Mm -hmm. so that it's flat on the back. You can't have a big wad of, uh, so to me, if you can take the patience, if you can spend 15, 20 minutes and just get the rhythm of going in and out. And that's why with each kit, the very first thing, there's a new stitcher guide and I show people where to do straight stitches to start. And it's just yeah. the idea of in and, also and out. Like, I'm, a, I'm a visual person. So when I got the kit, there were some things I was not familiar. And although you described really well, I needed to kind of see um, especially that one that you do a loop and go through with the inside. The French knot. Yeah. yeah. So there are videos on YouTube of just that very close up. It's like a 10 second video just doing that. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is great that, you know, you, you don't need to like watch a whole person. No, it's just basically right. a person doing the stitch and that's it. It's like 10 second video. So yeah, because we have these. Me. We have these stitches, but yes, you can always go look at a YouTube video. And a lot of people say to me, oh, well, now that you've got this business, you should go make a bunch of YouTube videos. Can you show that again now that you are in full screen so people can see better? So So she's showing the booklet that comes. So here's the stitching guide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you've got the cover that you can look at as you're stitching. And then there's a diagram that shows you um, which stitches and which colors to use. Up here, we tell you exactly how to get started, how to split your thread and everything. And then I talk about the story and I give the new stitcher guide where I tell you step-by-step, step, here's the stitches to do if you're brand new. And then on the back, we've got all the diagrams. Mm-hmm. And, and it's great because you have this background of Photoshop. So, you know, and in design. So this for you is easy to create these booklets, right? Once yeah, I hired, I hired somebody to illustrate the stitches for me because I, I just couldn't do it. But yes, now um, Amy and I, we lay this out in InDesign. So and, you, um, all your um kids are they made of nine stitches is that what you uh so there's these dozen these 12 stitches and Mm -hmm. all of the kits we we try i try to get as many stitches in as possible some of them like lighthouse do i have that back there no i don't lighthouse only uses maybe six or seven but usually there's at least nine stitches because i think that's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. um so we try to get those many stitches but part of the fun becomes in the combinations of stitches right so um you know like here's a new one that i'm working on and the carpet uses basic stitches but you've got satin stitches you've got fly stitches um back stitches right so it's combinations like the plant is outline lazy daisy straight so the fun comes in when you figure out well, I try to find interesting combinations so mm-hmm. that while you're using these same 12 stitches, you're using them in new ways and it's fun. And what have people been sharing with you about um, using the kids or, you know, are they saying I get so relaxed and that relaxes yeah. me? Yeah, I have some tremendous stories. Um, I don't think I can share actual details, but a lot of people, there, there have been a few people who've shared with me 
incredibly difficult lives that they have and how important stitching is. And many of them have stitched in the past. A lot of them have done counted cross stitch. Mm -hmm. And they really love how the design is printed right to the fabric and how much fun it is to stitch. It's very just satisfying. Because the other thing is that I found, and, and not to throw shade on any other kits, I think I, I'm so admiring of all people making embroidery kits. Many kits are just in a smaller hoop and yeah. you get it and you're, you're, you're done in an hour or two. So my goal with these would be that it would take you. I no, mean, it takes more days. Yes, because I wanted this to be a project that, you, I mean, you're going to invest the money in it and I want yeah. you to have the time to spend with this story and stitch it. I mean, this is not going to take months, but it's going to take, yeah. I don't know, probably 40 hours. Well, they range anywhere from probably 12 hours to 40 hours in total, mm -hmm. which depends on how you live your life and how you spread that out. Like like this new coffee one. And for, this me, is a, and for me, like a week. <laughs> Yeah, the coffee one goes together really quickly because I'm, I'm stitching them right now in order to photograph for the guides. And I got to get this one stitched by tonight so I can order the guide. And this one's a lot of work. This so, you know, this, seems, yeah. this is probably a 12-hour job. This is probably a 40-hour job. But I guess when you start learning more, then you want to do more complicated things, right? That's the... Yes. And you know what? And at that point, people may well move on. A lot of people tell me that they... Um, so a lot of people who buy my kits also are quilters. Um, mm. They do uh, slow stitching, freestyle slow stitching, and make their own designs. They may paint, they may do a lot of other crafts and they may do some really complicated stuff too. When I talked about thread painting or mm -hmm. just more complicated stitches. And just like, I mean, if I buy sunglasses, I don't buy them from only one person, right? right if you buy right. embroidery kits, you're probably going to get some yeah. from several designers. It's like buying um, paints just from gold and you don't do that. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. So um, my kits are never going to be really advanced. They're never going to have really advanced stitches. Um, I, you know, I try to make fun combinations, but this is what they are. But they're, I, I like eight, how... they're eight inches. They're twelve yes. stitches. They're basics. I like how re the richness and details that they have, though. Uh, I've never seen other kids out there with the richness of details. Uh, thanks. There are some. There definitely are some. Some just beautiful ones. Um, often, though, when you get into that richness of detail, you're using more advanced stitches, or you're doing mm -hmm. a lot of the satin stitch and the well, the thread thread painting, which I don't have the patience for. I am a totally beginner. I do this just for relaxation. So for me, even this is a little like too much. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for so me, it's it, okay. Yeah, and we've had we do have um, people with children who are using them. Uh, I'm not going to say every child's going to happily stitch, but there are many happily stitching kids, right? It just depends on, yes. do you have the nature and the, um, you know, the desire to sit down and do this? And I'm showing here on the screen one that is a camper. So if you are a camper, it's fantastic. Like you are in the woods and there's fire and, and the bear. Yep. And it's a little camper. I think this, this is, is one of uh, most... Uh, sold right that you have yes I think I yes heard so over the year over the year and a half that's our absolute top seller since we opened our doors wow it's amazing um yeah people just really love their camping right and a yeah. lot of people and then tea party is the sec is the is the best seller this year and it's the second best it has seller to be it's you know who can resist teapots <laughs> um so before we we just um uh, talk a little bit about design because um, it's important for all kinds of art, right? I just yeah. would like to show um, 
I'll talk about how easy you make because you sell the kit completely, you know, everything ready for you to just go and create. So could you talk a little bit about that? And if you have clothes that you can show, I'll put you. Yeah. Yeah. So the kit comes packaged like this. So yeah, here's kit and it's in a, it's in this sealed bag. This one's unsealed. And then, so you, you've got um, the stitching guide, which I had mm -hmm. just showed you an example yes. of one before. And, and then this is what I get, love. You get the a little... hoop and you get a tin. I love this and tin. This makes these great for gifting. It also is just really great for storing. So, and yep. then in the tin is the, um, the fabric. Everything organized. Is, yep, 10 and a half inch square with the pattern printed in color. This pattern is not gonna wash out. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the floss. This one has, I think, seven or eight skeins. And then your needles are on this card. And there's so, a little magnetic needle minder. Did you have this idea? Okay, if I'm going to sell this, I want everything to be packed and ready to go uh, for yeah, people. I don't know. So, Jana, um, remember Maya Road from Scrapbooking? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, when I was first doing this and I was using other people's kits and I was just doing it and I was trying to organize things, I had, I guess I don't have them nearby, I had some old Maya Road tins, which are just a yeah. little bit bigger Maya than Maya Road did a lot of tins, all kinds of not sizes. Hinged. Yeah. So I was storing my stuff in old Maya Road tins. So oh, then, <laughs> so that's how it happened. I just was like, ooh, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't yeah. that be really nice? And for people that um, don't know, Maya, Maya Road was a, a scrapbooker craft kind of company that unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So um, it came out of that. And I also, originally there was a store in my, so I have, I have sold to some people. I do sell wholesale if people contact me individually. And oh, really? uh, when I first started, I have friends who have a store who immediately wanted it in the store. So I started thinking, well, how am I going to package it with not too much packaging, but it can be in a store. And that's when I was like, it's well, nice. if I, it's like some little boutiques. Yeah. Yeah. If I can put them oh, in this, this bag, I mean, yes. So then, um, and then, so that drove the design of the brochure because right. I wanted that to become part of the packaging. I wanted the mm -hmm. cover of it to serve as your, your stitching guide, but also the cover for a product. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so it just, you know what, with anything you do step-by-step, step, right? Oh, there's yes. a Maya Road tin. Yeah. Oh, my friend wants it in her store. Oh, so you just. Yeah. Another just thing that of... I came up to me, I think is a question that many people may have that, okay, you convinced me, I will, let me try this just if I can relax with this. What they would do with once they stitched is just like stay, I mean, they you... give. Yeah, well, they can yeah. hang. So what I really like to do, I'm not, they just don't fit on the walls in my house. It's, um, it's not my husband's kind of style of decor, <laughs> but what I can do with it is... I buy these little easels uh, yeah. or, or plate yeah, stands yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then I can incorporate it into a styled vignette. And if people go to my um, Instagram feed, you'll see a lot of pictures of them styled in vignettes. So like this, well, this one I might hang in a wall in my office, right? Because this one's crafty. Yeah. But and, um, I like have this to say one, to you, one idea that I had was... Um, to stitch them and make them as a cover for our journal. Oh, yeah. so I do get people who incorporate <laughs> them into a quilt um, and that yeah. feels similar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought about that, so yeah. yeah. I'm thinking yeah, so to do our journal for 
some memories of my dog, so that's why I bought it. I thought of doing like uh, Arjuna for him. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, I just, I, I know ma many, many, many people who buy them, they, they buy the same one over and over again because their family loves them and they gift them. And a lot of people do like displaying. My mom displays embroidery beautifully in her home. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I, <laughs> for me, I just love having them and I just keep them down in my uh, dining room area. And I've always got my buffet where I do little styled, you mm -hmm. know, whatever the holidays are. Or, do you, you know, think about doing, um, I don't know how it's in your area, but do you think about doing vendor market shows when the summer comes? You know, I'm a hermit. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in fact, a big change in this business is having to go to the post office almost every day. <laughs> I started this during COVID, and of course, there can be well, delays. Well, but the good so thing is that you label everything, so it's just drop over there. Yeah, it's what I do with I like, my pieces, right. yeah. I right. just I drop just prefer, there. I prefer mm -hmm. to take it to the post office and get it on the counter myself. Yeah, and also we make sure, right, that it's there, right? Right, right. Um, and you know, if it snows or rains here. And by the way, I would follow, let me put here again, uh, Debbie's uh, IG is teachthestories.embroidery. Sometimes she put on her stories, her beautiful backyard. You were one of those people that we envy that live just by the river. You know, when we go to the rivers yeah. and we see the houses and I always envy, how these people got these houses? <laughs> so you, you know are one of them. House? It was, an, it was, it was, a, it was bank owned. It was a mess. It's not very big. And my husband wow. said, I have to live here. The backyard uh, <laughs> did it. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. backyard. It, it's and not, you know, it's not groomed or anything. It's just, but the trees the are woods. amazing. Sometimes you put these videos of, you know, the movement know. of the trees. It's you just know what? Marvelous. I love to work. My bedroom's right over here and it looks right out on these doors and I'm in the treetops. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, no grass here, just pine needles and moss, but it's pretty. So Debbie, before we finish, because Debbie has other um, appointments to go, I would like to talk a little bit about design because design is so important for us artists, for all people that create anything. And you are a master of this. I learned so much from you. You have such a good knowledge of it. And uh, tell us why this is important. Even when you create embroidery, you know, a little bit in... I know it, it's a huge topic, but just so people can have an idea why this is important uh, to have design. Yeah. Um, well, because uh, you want people to, when somebody has a finished design, we're, we're going to make this design. We want it to be appealing, right? We want it mm -hmm. to look good in our home. Um, we want there to be unity, but also in order for there to be unity, people need to know where to look in a design and where to look next, right? There needs to be a visual hierarchy. Um, and, there, and it needs to feel, feel together. I wish I had brought that coffee one over here. I didn't, but let me show you just a couple of um, old designs and how they progressed. Let me show you the Thanksgiving one. So like, here's the Thanksgiving one, my first version. I wanted to do uh, something fun yes. and I tried teal, but that really isn't in keeping. So design also has to help with your story. That teal mm -hmm. makes it look like a peacock. Yeah. It just wasn't in keeping. So then I finally reached. Oh, and so here's another version. Whoops. Mm -hmm. so, so she's showing rid... a turkey. But yes. the first one, she had some kind of teal color and was no, looking one... like a peacock. Right. 
So now this one I uh, went down to just, I, uh, I got rid of so much. I just kept the dark teal in little eyes on the feathers, but I still felt like, see that doily in the background? And you mm -hmm. can see right there, I was playing with two different colors. Should I go light? Should I go dark? So I play a lot with it. And it felt really um, bohemian and almost Middle Eastern to me, So, which doesn't fit with the story of Thanksgiving. So now I've got a more mm -hmm. simple doily edge. So you're working to tell the story, you're working to move the eye, you're, you're working to have unity in the piece, right? All these... But also you have to, you know, know about color and balance of the piece, know your focal point there. Uh, right. To call right. the How attention to... for the piece. Right. My Christmas one that I just did started with, um, started like this. Mm-hmm very busy i've got that reindeer up in the the corner in a in a framed picture things are very gold they just felt way too gold to me mm. in another version i was like okay let's move to blue for the stockings let's make it feel a little bit better and then in the final version which do i have it here i should have it oh sorry i don't in the final version i got rid of the reindeer because it was just too busy mm -hmm. and i just got more unity with the color so um, I think often we're, we're working with, oh, here's the final version. So in the final version, I ah, took out the reindeer, yes. right? Yes. You can just see, right? It just, it just feels Yeah, absolutely. Better. Yeah. So we need to have, a, we need to, the eye to feel like it can move around. We need colors that tell our story. We need motifs that tell our story. We need people to feel comfortable in it. I don't know, am I rambling so, here? Now, what what do you think is important if uh, people are starting their path in art or whatever, you know, because embroideries um, are art. What do you think is important for them to start studying about design? Um, I would start with, with those basic design principles about yeah. understanding one focal point and emphasis, right? And that idea of a visual hierarchy. Where is the eye going to go first? Where's it going to go next? Is it going to be able to move around the design or is it going to leave it? Although you can absolutely break the rules once you know the rules. Yeah. So yeah. you could have a line, send the eye off the canvas if, if you know what you're doing and you could work with that. So something I also definitely that I, work with Something that what I've been uh, studying a lot also is color, you know, especially yes. the color wheel and, you know, complementary colors and tertiary colors and, you know, um, to work also with contrast, you know, when you yes. want the piece to have contrast, when you don't want the piece to have contrast. I think you show there, especially on the turkey piece, that you see how difference a color makes in emphasizing right. the turkey or not, right? And also, so, like, the colors have to go together, you know, in order to work for the eye. Right. So on the top here, you're seeing an old version of butterfly collage, mm -hmm. and you can see the background's really bold pink, the butterfly's bold, whereas the final one, I went with a much more subdued background so mm. that the foreground could pop. Yeah, so you see that on the second one there, and she's showing the butterfly is that, you know, the background, she did kind of a very subtle creamy color there, pink. Yeah. keep a very low pink and we can see how the focal point there works better now my eye goes straight to that butterfly then it goes to the circles which is what i want to us to look at it and then you look at the background 
So Right. So when Jan is talking about color, value is really important too, right? Yes. So in the finished one, the, the only dark values are really the blues and there's some purple. But in that top one, I've got dark values in the background with some dark pink. I've got that bold yellow. The green is limier. I've just yeah. got too many loud, bold values in that top one. And they're all just yelling at each other. And it's a mess. Mm -hmm. so. so I think for you, it helped a lot, right? To have that base of composition that yes. you had. Because, I mean, oh my gosh, we had so many lessons in Gary Scrapped. And you did all these amazing booklets about, and, you know, color, you know, um, Low, the balance. triangle and yeah all, all the kinds of yeah. stuff yeah like and right here's my vi look at my visual triangle on the border of this you yeah. see the three blue spots around the very mm -hmm. outside of the design to yeah sort of it's little details that seem random but they are really not they are framing your eye to go where the artists want you to look and i think for you that was a big help right because um, absolutely I couldn't do yeah. this without having done all that learning about design principles and, and working with scrapbook pages so long. Cause now when I work with these, I mean, I spend a lot of time after I sketch out in, um, uh, what's that software called that's on the iPad. It begins with a P procreate. Yes. So I sketch out in procreate and then I move to Photoshop on my computer oh, because great. I want to start turning. I want to, you know, where procreate can I put stitches is amazing. in? Yeah. Yeah. And so then I spent a long time. I mean, I spent this one came out pretty well. Like this was my first stitch through and I only had one revision of it. Um, yeah. And I think because I spent so many hours in Photoshop working with color, working with flow, working with balance, you know, I just made a yeah. few tweaks in it in the end. So. So um, and, and the thing is, when you know about design, in color theory, it helps you in all kinds of things. I mean, we were doing scrapbooking and that can be valued in painting, that can be valued in embroidering, that can be valued in anything. So right. it's something that if you are listening to this or you are an artist or you want to be an artist or if you, whatever, whatever kind of hobby you have, it's important to have that base. I know it's something that, you know, it seems boring. It seems like, oh, I just want to paint. I just want to import. Why do I have... But it's important because that, I believe, what I've learned now all these years is that that will make a difference instead of you just being doing classes and copying people instead. Because this is what you hear more. I want to do my thing. I don't want to copy. But that's how you get out of that route, right? Right. Right. So, so Start with uh, the rules. I mean, I'm looking around. I have a lot of books on graphic design here. I have like the yes. elements of graphic design there. I have mm -hmm. graphic design school over here. And I think reading a design and just understand because they'll immediately teach you that your design needs to communicate, that you need to convey something with your art yeah. or your and design. And I think you right? did a Facebook Live and you talked about a book that you use, a huge book of patterns that you yes. use for inspiration. I got that book and I was like, oh you my did? God, I did. And it's like, not just you can do bicep curls of that book, because it's so heavy, <laughs> but it, it yeah. really gives you so many, like my mind yeah. exploded with the colors, combination. You can, you know, I'm not, yeah. I don't do patterns, but as an artist, I do flowers and I can get the colors, the combination. It, it makes your head think about all kinds of things. So right. I, we can get inspiration for all that. But I think knowing this base, it's really important. So I'm going to say again, the website and stitchstories.com. We are, 
I don't know when I'm gonna release this, but I just wanna say that you run some promotions, right? So the best way is for people to sign up to your newsletter. Yeah, um, yeah. So go to stitchstories.com, click on, and, you, and if you just scroll all the way down, there's a place to get on the mailing list. And there's also a choice on the menu that says free. And we've got mm -hmm. some free patterns there. You can print out a stitching guide. So either one of those ways, that'll get you on my mailing list. And also, um, Go to her Facebook page, which is Stitch Stories, or is it yes, StitchStories.embroidery. Stitch yeah, um, because Debbie does some live there sometimes about yep. the kids, your inspiration, your, you know, what you're yeah. creating, some sneak peeks and things like that, and also on her Instagram, so uh, you guys can take a look of everything that she's doing. But I think it's a great like side hobby for you to have is really relaxing and you it's really and relaxing some people do amazing things with it i mean you can yeah. learn through this you know easy kits and you know do amazing things so right the great uh, thing about this as a hobby is it's so easy to just pick up there's you you can just it's a small little thing you can take it with you in the car and work anywhere waiting for yeah. an appointment you can travel with it um, there's no mess. So, and I'm not saying it has to be your only craft, but I think it's a really nice craft to mix in with your other work. And then you think about things like Jana thinking about stitching a cover for a journal about her dog. Yeah. Yeah. So Debbie, um, I just want to say this to people. Debbie is the most, is the nicest people you can <laughs> know. I mean, Thank I sometimes you, wonder if you ever get angry. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> not, now that my kids are grown up, no, <laughs> no. my life um, is pretty stress-free. Not but, that my kids were a cause of anger, but you know, being a young mom, I yeah. might have had a shorter temper. I, I wanted to bring you also because I think it, it's important to highlight women that are, you know, you had this thing, you decided to start a whole new thing and a whole new business and it's hard, you know, um, especially for women and to be, you know, uh, independent of because sometimes they say well I have help from my previous business but I believe I was thinking about that before we started yeah okay you had some help but the reason why you're still here is because of you because right. even if you right. had at the, at the end of capital the day, to do ads or whatever if the kids were not good you would not be here right, right. so you have right. to give that you know kudos for you for you know giving Thanks. a nice project project good presentation and something that is helping people out there to relax to have a good time to talk about stories you, to Jim. remember things like i did um it was uh really touching especially in a moment that my dog just uh died um so and again you know you're going to be buying from the most amazing person there is. Oh, uh, thank you. She's always willing to help, which uh, I so I have loved working with Jana. Loved working uh -huh. with her when she was on our creative team. She made such great work for the Get It Scrap blog. You know, the Get It Scrap blog is still there. It's, yeah, pretty, it's pretty old. And also, but can... what I remember so much that I learned from that time is the critique uh, yes. times that we have, so many good yeah. conversations and that taught me a lot to put myself to critique work and here's the great thing about jana that she did so in a membership we had these critiques where i would bring in a guest designer and then people could bring in their pages and get them kindly but cri critically critiqued and jana showed up so often yeah. she put herself up there 
And I that's how it. she and she kept mastering things and getting better and better and better and yeah, I think that is critical. And even today, I you know I work with a coach to kind of you know correct. You have to do this. You don't have to be afraid, but it really it makes a difference. It makes a difference. So Debbie, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you for having me, your... Jana. It was fun I know to you chat have with you. I know you have a lot of things going on. But yeah, I, mean, I encourage people to follow Debbie on her IG. Again, I'm going to put all the information on the notes for the podcast and also on the blog post. The blog post takes a little longer for me to edit like everything, but you can have right away all her links um, on the podcast. Debbie, again, thank you so all much. Right. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Jana. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you listening to the podcast all the way here to the end. And I would like to thank you so much and to help us spread the word about the podcast. You can share on Instagram and tag me. I would love to share as well and take a screenshot and tell me what you're doing while you're listening to the podcast or leave us a review an Apple podcast. We really appreciate if you could do that. It really helps spread the word about the podcast. I will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Check episode notes at the number two, worldart.com slash blog. Connect with Jana on Instagram at Jana underscore two worlds. And make sure to receive our artful insights by signing up at bit.ly slash join two worlds art.